whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. This is another episode of Whatever You Do. Right? Yeah. Right. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. yeah, here we are. Um, so, the last time we started to talk about where we are in life in regards to our cycles and having babies, and we decided that we should talk about giving you guys kind of a background of where, um, just just our views on children, children and family and planning and birth control and yeah, all of that. So you kind of got a good taste of our journey through that. In and episode three. If you didn't hear that yet, you might want to go back and listen to that mm-hmm. um, before you listen to what we're going to talk about this time, which is just really more of where we are in life of the struggle of wanting to have control versus being okay with not having control and what that looks like, especially in light of the fact that God does give us cycles and God does give us signs Mm -hmm. and um, what do we do with those things and how do we handle that? How do we not idolize them and become obsessive over them? Right. And wanting the information and wanting to know what's happening and going on and... Yeah. So... If you're new to... The world of realizing that your body gives you different signs of different points in your cycle. Good resource for that is a book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. I have no idea who wrote it. Tony Weschler or something like that. Uh, That might be wrong uh, how her last name is pronounced because I kind of just made that up a little bit. But it's something close to that. But that's a good book to kind of... If you're kind of just new to the idea of what we're going to be talking about today as far as how God created our bodies to show different signs, which can indicate different points of our cycles and if we're fertile or not at different points and all of those things. I know for me, it's kind of surprising. I actually taught in my freshman biology class in high school. And in my freshman biology class in college, both of my biology classes, I did group projects where I was part of, you had to pick like a cycle of the body. And both times I was in groups that we did the reproductive cycle. That doesn't surprise me at all. And really, I mean, thinking back, like the, I taught, my freshman high school class. Yes, that I was is like interesting. Fourteen years yeah. old, and I taught them about the full reproductive cycle, like mm. the full thing, boys and girls, and how all their body parts work. And that's pretty. That's interesting. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say is the really interesting part is while I taught about the full menstrual cycle and how that all works and how it works to get pregnant and have a baby. I did not connect that to my own body until 
really fully probably until after I had had a couple of kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just really mind-boggling. That's why I think. bring this up because I feel like we talk about these things all the time, but I don't feel like it's super common to a thing that's discussed or just known right. as far as what... Even when you think you know it is what my point is. Even when you think that you can describe, well, the egg gets released from the fallopian tube, but it travels down into mm-hmm. the uterus, and if it's not... If it hasn't been fertilized, then it's going to be flushed out with the endometrium lining. And I mean, I knew all of the like scientific terminology, but for whatever reason, there was like this big roadblock between like actually thinking that, oh, that's what's happening inside my own body. And that there's there's signs sometimes and indications of these things happening. Right. Absolutely. I don't even think I was ever taught about those. I don't even think I realized those signs and things, Mm but... Yeah, it's just interesting that uh, we can live in such a disconnected society with mm-hmm. some of this stuff. So, yes, I agree that that's a ex- an excellent book to look into if you're curious about some of this stuff. If you hear us talking about terms that you're really unfamiliar with, what are some of those terms going to be, Abby? Well... There's things that you can look for in your body. The terms we would use are cervical mucus, cervical position, cervical firmness. Is your cervix open or closed, high or low, soft or firm? Yep. A lot to do with the cervix. There's other, a lot of other information in that book that talks about your body temperature and... Mm -hmm. um, There's a really pretty specific um, way your body operates with body temperature. That's never something I've dove in much because... Right. In order to get accurate body temperature, you are supposed to have been sleeping for a certain amount of hours and you're not supposed to move and it's supposed to be the the same same time time every day. And and you have to do a whole different method if you're nursing and... It's never been something that we have used as a way to try to prevent having babies. Or have babies. Or have babies. And so it's more just like this is interesting information right. that the, God gives us at the times. The cervical stuff is much more accessible. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that it's actually a lot more, I don't know. I used to say that it was very obvious and apparent, but I'm feeling less this confident. This last month, we're right both now. feeling much less confident about that. I think God's doing that on purpose, though. So. I do too, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, so. What do you want to talk about? You know, we mentioned this in the last episode, episode three, where I just feel like I'm constantly in this battle of. Not wanting to be on one side of the spectrum, not wanting to get pregnant at all, and wishing I could control not getting pregnant to some extent. And on this, and at the same time, at other moments of time, I feel like I'm instantly wanting to be able to control getting pregnant and I want to conceive at this point and this day and have a baby this month and having to 
repent of the desire continually to want to control the situation when ultimately I don't have any control over it of when I would conceive or not conceive um, that God does give us indications and signs on what our body is doing. And I think that that's really awesome that he would even allow us to see some of these things. Um, Those indications and signs don't always make things any clearer. (laughs) Yeah. What would you say to the person who, who says, well, I've been using natural family planning for 13 years and every time we decided we wanted to have a baby, we just looked at my signs and I got pregnant and all four of our kids were planned and we planned the exact month. I mean, I feel like that's rare, but I do feel like there are women who mm-hmm. will like have those stories. Yeah. And, um, and I would say that you may have thought you were planning that. And God was just gracious in giving you your plan. Yes. But it wasn't your plan. Yeah. That's how I would respond to I just wondered what you would say to that. So. Yeah. Because there are equally so many times that you can try to plan it perfectly. And you know. Like, this would be a really good month to be due with a baby. And this would be a really terrible month to be due with a baby. And I feel like I was just struggling with that recently which month do you not want to be due to have a baby i really don't want to be due to have a baby in december it's coming up real soon and i'm not pregnant (laughs) but i know god can very easily allow me to get pregnant and have me due in december and i need to be just okay with that and grateful for that and maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. And I have to... I feel like then I'm going to switch to the other end of the spectrum of being like... So I can't sure believe I'm not he's... pregnant yet. Like, why am I not pregnant? And this is the time frame that I'm supposed to be getting pregnant. And uh, like I said, even though I feel like I've been doing this for multiple babies in multiple years, I feel like my heart still continues to struggle with wanting to take back the control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, so this is, you know, we're just going to go full force into this, I guess. I have had three postpartum periods at this point. So my baby is this time right, right now, um, the past, after this past baby, um, Deke is almost 15 months old, actually. Yeah, today's the 19th, so Mm -hmm. he will be 15 months old on the 24th, and um, I typically don't get a lot of postpartum periods before I'm pregnant again. Um, Quick run through, after my first, I did not have a period before I got pregnant with my second, so that was zero postpartum periods. And then after my second, I had, I think, let's see, I know I was pregnant. And I had th- two periods um, after my s- second baby. And then after my third baby, I had three periods. That was the twins. After the twins, I had three periods. After Brinley, I had one period. After 
hepatitis. I did not have a period mm-hmm. and just got pregnant with Archer without having a period. And then after Archer, I... You have three? Mm, I had one in December and one in January. And then I had oh, the bleeding right. in March yes. that I thought was a period. But the, I mean, that should have been my first hint of, to just stop trying to figure stuff out. Because yes. I had bleeding for six days, thought it was a period. Then found out like three weeks later that I was actually seven weeks pregnant with a baby. So I don't know what that bleeding incidents was about but I was pregnant at the time so um yeah so I don't have a lot of periods in between babies typically Mm -hmm. typically I get pregnant and this time I have had and all of my cycles that I've ever had I think that I've had one that was 42 days long normally they're less than that like 32 to 35 days so Mm -hmm. this time I've had three periods so far and the first one was 51 days in between I had a period then 51 days then my next period and then 38 days and I thought oh they're getting closer they're getting more normal so I had my third period and now I am on cycle day like 57 or something yeah and without a period in sight and I don't yeah I have no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. it's just been a very different experience than I've had after any of my kids yeah and, and at the same time, God has allowed us both to be going through similar weird postpartum period situations. I've only had one cycle. My baby's almost 11 months. I've had one cycle so far, and I'm on cycle day 38 or something. Um, but we both thought we ovulated based on cervical mucus and things like that we both thought we ovulated on the same exact day and we were like oh that was that's interesting it'll be funny if we like both get pregnant and have the same due date and then after a couple of weeks and a bunch of negative pregnancy tests we're like well neither of us are pregnant and yet neither of us still have gotten a period so we actually don't have any idea what when we ovulated and we've both been having spotting like we're getting a period but the not and so we so all these signs that we felt really confident in knowing about our bodies and thinking like we could really say like oh yeah i'm ovulating today yeah we actually have apparently not because there's Mm -hmm. nothing to show for it yeah yeah (laughs) so Yeah, we're just kind of in this strange place. Um, I think, for me, I tend to lean more towards it not being difficult for me to just stop caring and not track things and not actually care about any of this information on one hand. That's, That's kind of where I think... I think... My personality overall is more okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing that I run into is then the practical part of that with knowing for a pregnancy, if I were to get pregnant, kind of what we've talked about Mm -hmm. of being more sure of like dates and especially as I'm more driven to not being... um, super comfortable and wanting a lot of ultrasounds. I still am not at the point that I'd say I won't have any ultrasounds, but you know, I'm not like jumping at the bit to go in and get that first early ultrasound and measure the baby and see what my estimated due date is based on my ultrasound. Yeah. Um, 
And so, and just knowing the choices and decisions and things that can come up at the end of a pregnancy when you think you might be Mm -hmm. close to a certain time or not, um, that's probably what drives me the most to try to care about any of it at all. Mm -hmm. But as I care about it for those reasons, which I think are fine, it's so easy to get sucked into the... Now trying I'm, to figure out what is my body doing. Yeah, what it's starting to mean? just kind of become a little bit obsessive about it sometimes. Of like, I just want to know right now what this means. Like, I like, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna take another pregnancy test because what if the one yesterday was wrong when it was negative and I yeah. now it's what if I got pregnant this day instead of this day and mm-hmm. or I'm just gonna. Check and see where my cervix is one more time because <laughs> when I did it earlier this morning, I can't remember what I felt. And yeah, I you know, and when really like what these things this, of knowing God, I feel like God has created our bodies to have some of these signs, and so <clears throat> le- like learning about them. It's and, called a cycle, yes, for a reason. And learning about them and checking for these signs and all of those things aren't wrong. They're at actually all. good. Yes, I think. I think they're great to know. I think we're just at this unique place of it's easy to just take it too far, right? Especially when God is very clearly like, "Hey, you two, you don't actually know, right? Any of this, <laughs> and I'll decide." Yes. Yes. So I do think overall I feel less like I'm struggling over wanting to have control over not getting pregnant or getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I I feel pretty neutral about that. Yeah, that I do too. I would love point. to have a baby. I am okay and trust God if that's not what's supposed to be happening mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but it's more the, just the curiosity of like, yes, what's going on? That's just want to know what's going on. Like, why did I have to get any periods at all? If I'm not ovulating and I'm not going to have a regular cycle, I would rather just have not have anything start yet. Right. Yeah. But do you feel like this is a semi off topic, but I'm curious. Do you feel like when you attend a friend's birth, does that make you more excited to get pregnant and have go through that again? Or does that make <laughs> you less excited to get pregnant and go through that again? Or both at the same time? Both at the same time. Hmm. I mean, that was a little bit of a leading question because we both know that we both just attended our friend's birth. (laughs) So it's really on the spot of when you attended that friend's birth. (laughs) Well, that's true. We can just talk Um, about it like it is. Because I don't think I've ever attended another birth when I've been in a spot of really thinking that I could get pregnant anytime soon. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... You know, I think that 
it doesn't really bother me to think about going through it, mostly because when I do start to feel bothered by any of... So, just to put it out there, we love you, friend, but... It was the first time mom, and it was a, it was a, a an intense birth process. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the only way to say it. Like, it was an intense... It was hard. It was, it was a lot of work. Our friend was a rock star. She was amazing. God really just supplied her with... The strength and energy she needed yes. to... In miraculous ways. Yes, but... So, I guess it's... I know that... Any, all births are different. Anything can happen. But I also don't, I don't look at that and, and feel like, oh, that's what birth is going to be like. Because, you know, the, the point yeah. that I'm at, the, the likelihood of experiencing the same thing I just watched a first time mom experience. Right. Isn't, I, I mean, it could happen. Yes. I'm not, and I'm not saying, that, oh, that for sure won't happen. And I don't need to be thinking that. But I guess when I start to think, oh, that was really intense and really hard, and I, I'm not ready to do something like that. Like, she just did. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of go back to, well, but when I think back to my last couple experiences, like, I could be ready to do that again. Like, yeah. so, I don't know. I mean, some days I'm ready to do it again, some days I'm not. And ultimately, again, it just comes down to knowing that even in the midst of it, there's going to be times I'm loving it and times I'm not. And, sure. Yeah. Um, that God is... Uh, the thing I can stand firmly on is that having gone through the process of pregnancy and giving birth seven times, I can absolutely attest to God's faithfulness in it and his provision mm-hmm. in it and his just supplying for every need and that I don't have to worry or be anxious when it comes to that, that no matter what happens with getting pregnant or what happens in the pregnancy or what happens Mm -hmm. with the birth or any of that, you know, I know God is going to be right there and give me everything I need Mm -hmm. for it. And it doesn't mean it won't be hard at times. It doesn't mean... Sure. It won't reveal my sinfulness because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you it will. Yep. Um, but, you know, I often think, like, what a better, like, what a, what a blessing of a sanctification process. Yes. To be entrusted with, like, another little life and being called mom by another, mm-hmm. another child and... Really just knowing that I'm not adequate to even fulfill that role at all, apart from Christ, and that that it's such an honor to be able to be used in my brokenness to mm-hmm. be called mom and have the opportunity to teach people about God in such an in- intimate way, like mm-hmm. to be able to raise them up hopefully with the knowledge of who God is and what his word says and and wanting them to know him in a way that's so different than any other person I can really minister to, you know. Yeah. Um, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? The question was, when you attend a friend's birth, oh, I'm like, does it make you not... 
I don't remember how you said it. Not want to be pregnant, excited about being pregnant, or both. Or going through that. I don't know yeah. how you phrased it. Yeah, whatever. Rewind it if you want to know how Abby <laughs> phrased the question. Uh, I would answer both. Um, it makes me excited about um, having another gift, another baby, um, and also excited to see how differently God takes every single pregnancy and birth and how he challenges me and how he sanctifies me through it and all of those things are super exciting to me and at the same time those are also the things that I feel like oh I don't want to go through that (laughs) Um, I think another thing that we kind of um, talked about at the end of our last podcast episode but that I know God has grown me in a lot and I think I know this about you too um just at, at one point as I as my husband and I gave recognition to our fertility being controlled by God um and not by us I started to really take the blessings he had given me for granted and I started to to view the process I think similarly to how our culture views it as like well if you don't do anything to stop this you will have babies but then mm-hmm. if you really look at the culture we have that attitude when it comes to preventing a baby when you don't want one we right. view it as well you better do all these things because if you don't you will get pregnant but on the other side of it we have all of these women who have decided they want a baby yes. and are taking drastic measures. I mean, some really drastic measures to try to have a baby mm-hmm. and are still not getting pregnant. And it really has been something God has been working on in my heart over the last, like more recent, maybe after, after my last baby and then again now. Of just, you know, being open to another baby, there is no guarantee and there is, God is not required to bless us in this way. Right. In any way. Right. Um, There is no obligation on his part to Mm -hmm. allow a baby to be born. Just because we we say say we're willing. Yeah. And... The heartache of all the women that I know who are very willing mm-hmm. to have babies and that that's not the path that God has for them. And like you said in the last episode, that doesn't there's nothing special about us. We don't know why God has chosen to give us eight kids and five kids and right. close together and there's nothing about us that has merited that. No. Not at all. And, um, you know, even even in our own weakness, I, I know that there have been times and thoughts of like, why would you why would you give us this God and almost viewing it as a curse instead of a blessing mm-hmm. in our in our ugly and sinful moments? Not I don't think ever in a place permanently, but I know for myself there there have been those moments of of really struggling to see it as a blessing because it's been hard at times. Mm -hmm. It's been 
fast paced at times and it's been overwhelming at times. Yeah. I mean, in those times usually are times when I have taken my eyes off of Christ and I'm not depending on him anymore and I'm trying to make it on my own. And, you know, so obviously there's all that that goes into it. But my point is that we are definitely learning more, um, what it means to prepare our hearts if God has no more children for us Mm -hmm. and learning to be okay with that too. And, um, not just expect and take it for granted. Like, and I mean, it is hard. I, I think everybody to some degree, you know, you, you look at the patterns, you look at what has happened and it's hard sure. not to just make assumptions and, and think, well, of course, like this is what's happened in the past and this is what's going to happen again. Um, but I think sometimes because so many other people also see that and, and put that on you, um, that it almost doesn't even cross your mind that like, to be wouldn't prepared have anymore. Yeah. Right. Or that it could be a year or two years or that you could get pregnant and lose a baby or, I mean, yeah. just really understanding and going back to mm-hmm. just the miracle and the sovereignty of God in the life, like that it really, it, we don't, I don't say these things to make anyone bitter towards God. If you have desired to have more children or wanted a baby for a long time and God hasn't given you that baby, I'm not saying, well, God's sovereign over giving and taking of life to to make you bitter towards him, but really just wanting to encourage people to trust him and to trust his plan yeah. and really not to hold on to your own timelines and your own plans and your own thoughts and expectations and and idolize them and think that they're the best thing because that's what you desire in your heart but really to seek the lord and and trust him that he knows and he's going to use you in the way that he ordained from creation to use you Mm -hmm. in his story and that might look like you having a lot of kids and it might not and it might look like you having biological children and it might look like you having kids that you adopt and there are even people who attempt to adopt and those plans are thwarted and don't go through the way that they intended for them to and that's not i think we have to be careful that we we don't believe that that is god cursing you or that that is a result of something that you have done and God Mm -hmm. not wanting to bless you. It's one of those areas that, that really, when I stop and think about it and, and try to understand, it feels hard. It feels like a mystery. Mm -hmm. It feels complex and like, I don't understand it and I don't have a good answer other than the answer of knowing the truth about who God is. Mm Mm-hmm. And what are like the what are those things that we know of who God is? You know, God is sovereign. God is good. God uses situations in our life for His ultimate glory and for our good. Our sanctification, which is for our good. Mm-hmm. Um, that our feelings aren't something we can always rely on. So when when things don't feel good, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they aren't still for our good. Mm-hmm. That we can trust in 
the Lord and his timing of things. And we're not to lean on our own understanding, Mm -hmm. but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will make our path straight that we have to be willing to lay down our plans and hopes and desires and look to him to change our desires and hopes to help us to trust him and help us to remain um, open-handed with these things. I, having walked with friends who have struggled with this, with having biological children, I can't pretend to know the grief that they experience at all. Not even close, no. There's no... I can't, I can't pretend to like put myself in their situation and understand that at all. Um, but the truths we can still cling to. Um, and I think it is challenging at times for me to have um, really close friends who've wanted biological children and can't have them to not feel guilty mm-hmm. over why God has given me five babies. Right. Almost feel a sense of shame or guilt when you find out that you're pregnant yes. again. Yes. And that your friend is going to find out again. That she's not. And all she wants is to be pregnant. Yes. Yeah. And how to even approach that friend and how to how to comfort her how to speak truth to her when it feels like i have the thing that she desperately wants right yes it's it's not an easy thing to reconcile mm-hmm. in our minds and so that's where we have to go back to those truths and not our feelings that god is sovereign over these things we may not understand them completely of why he chooses to give one family a baby and another not. Mm-hmm. But it, I, what we do know is it is not out of we deserve it more. No, not, not, I, if I could tell you the level of not at all that I feel when you say that, I mean. I just, I feel like I've yes. said that a couple times. I just want to be very clear well, that yeah, we don't yes. deserve the blessings that God has given us. No. Nope. And he does work in, in you know, just interesting ways. Um, and we have to, we have to trust that and trust in who we know he is and mm-hmm. in his faithfulness. And so that's a little insight into where we're at right now as far as what well, cycle day we're on. Yeah. We're <laughs> just waiting and hanging around and trying to have hearts that are open to more babies, hearts that are open to no more babies. At the same time. Hearts that are open to knowing and being responsible about our bodies and Mm -hmm. what's going on with them, but also seeking to not take control or become obsessive Mm -hmm. about those things and allow them to take over more time or energy than what they should. And... Yeah, so much more we can dive into, but 
Thanks for sticking with us on another episode. And if you didn't already go back and listen to episode three, make sure you do that. Yeah, we have no idea what's coming next. I have a couple ideas. Apparently, Abby knows what's coming next. I have no (laughs) idea what's coming next. I'll just keep throwing topics out there on you. We will get around. Oh, the next big thing that's, I guess, may or may not be happening before we record our next episode is that Chip and I are taking our eight children across the ocean to Kauai. So... In case we touch on that in future I'm sure episodes, they'll give some good stories. Our, our church has a church plant on the island of Kauai, and God did some pretty cool things to make it work out that we can take our kids and go see some people that we love a lot across mm-hmm. the ocean. And so it should be an adventure if you... Well, you're not probably going to be listening to this before I'm on the plane, but... You It'll can... be interesting to hear how it all goes. Yeah. I I would ask you to pray for me, but instead just... <laughs> It'll be over. It'll be over, and you'll just get to hear. And so, Abby, I know you're already praying for me, but keep praying for me. <laughs> well. What's coming up in my life, but no, we're really excited, and so yeah. Anything big on their hands? Oh, you have company coming to town? Yep. So that'll be fun. Super big. In-laws. Yep. All the in-laws. I mean, it is big. It's like yeah. the first time that... Yep. Is this the first time Tim's brother and wife yep. have ever come to Arizona? Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So super excited to host them and get to spend some time with family. Yeah. So those are the little... Updates in our life. Of other parts of our life that don't just revolve around our cervical mucus. <laughs> So, we will tell you about some normal things in life sometimes, oh, too. Yes. We, we might, it might be hard for us to remember, too, but we're, we're going to try to not just be crazy weirdos all the time, but kind of get whatever you get with us, so. It's true. Here we are, and here we go. We're leaving <laughs> Until <now>. next time. <laughs> Bye.